Hi friends, it's Andrea with another episode of Anti-Diet Revolution. So here's a story about a woman that I worked with earlier in the year. And she told me a story about how she remembers her mom always dieting. Even from a very early age, when she was a girl, she remembered her mom dieting and her mom making comments about her body, criticizing her body, and looking at herself in the mirror. Needless to say, this client of mine, this had just a huge, enormous impact on her and essentially resulted in her spending the majority of her life dieting and trying to lose weight. She described a sense of feeling like no matter what, no matter how much weight she lost, how much she exercised, that it was never enough because that is what her mom instilled in her. And it really, really stemmed all from her experience watching her mother when she was a child. And so we as women have a responsibility to shape up our relationship with food and our bodies so that we don't perpetuate it and pass down that diet culture to our kids. This is really such a good topic. Let's dive into this. Welcome to Anti-Diet Revolution, the source for your weekly dose of non-dieting approach to weight loss and improved health. I'm Andrea Heyman, and I've been a registered dietitian for over 25 years specializing in weight management. I've seen countless women struggle in their quest to meet their weight loss and health goals. Over the years, I've learned that traditional diet culture strategies just don't work. I've found the keys to help you feed yourself, lose the weight, and meet your wellness goals without restrictive eating, menu plans, or missing out on your favorite foods. Through a non-diet approach, I'll provide mindset strategies, tips, tricks to achieve your healthiest body, and I'll share the stories, strategies, and successes to get your healthiest self. Interview guests will share their transformations from a traditional diet culture approach to food freedom. I'm on a mission to knock out diet culture and help you achieve the freedom, growth, improved health, and enhanced lifestyle that comes with adapting the anti-diet approach. Let's dive in. So from the story I started with, you can see how much our programming, beliefs, thoughts about food can be solidified in us at a very early age. In fact, much of our subconscious programming is wired by the time we're seven or eight years old. Seven or eight years old, that's pretty crazy to think about. And you never know how seemingly innocent comments or experiences about our bodies or food, you don't really know how that's going to be interpreted in the mind of a child. So in the example I was giving you before, I asked this client, you know, after a lifetime of struggling and dieting, would she want this for her kids? And obviously the answer is no. And that's a hard no for anybody. We don't want this for anyone else, much less our kids. And we don't want our kids to have to suffer that way through that diet culture, dieting experience. And we have the ability to be really good positive role models for our kids. Parents are powerful role models for teenagers even. And what you do and say guides your child's behaviors, their attitudes, beliefs, now 
and in the long term. And that's really important to think about. Even if you don't see immediate impact and immediate changes, it can also be impacting your child later in their life. So you can be a role model by having good discussions about food and body image, living a healthy lifestyle yourself, being positive, and then definitely taking responsibility for your actions. So here's the thing. What do you do? You might ask this. What do I do if my kids are already tweens or teens? Is it too late? Did I mess up? And trust me when I say that this thought has crossed my mind as well, because when I started learning about all this stuff and changing my approach with how I work with clients in my professional life, my kids were already older as well. So how do we help the situation so our kids don't experience the same difficulties we did? So certainly, all of these tips, I have three main tips for you today. All of them, the earlier you implement them, the better, but it's absolutely not too late. Never is it too late. So first and foremost, number one, heal your relationship with food. It's very difficult to expect someone else to do something that we're not. So I'll give you an example. Lots of parents come to me, they have young kids, and they come saying, I can't get my preschooler to eat vegetables. My first response, my first question for them is always, do you eat vegetables? And it's very funny because a lot of times the answer is like, well, no, not really. And the parent themselves doesn't eat the vegetables. In that case, they certainly can't expect their child to magically eat vegetables if they don't model that behavior themselves. Same thing if we want our kids to be free of diet culture mentality and trends, then we as parents need to be that as well. So for many of us, it is a process because diet culture has been instilled in us literally for decades. So it takes some undoing. I'd start with the freebie that's in the link in the show notes that I'm going to put in there. It's really about shifting your weight loss mindset. It's a good place to start if you're new to kind of my world and working with me and has some really good specific strategies to get you started. And if you know that you need more assistance, of course, I am always here. You can sign up for a free one-on-one -on -one call and we can determine if you're a good fit for working with me long-term. That link is also in the show notes. So number one, my number one tip is to heal your relationship with food. Second tip, watch your language. We have tons of language that promotes diet culture messages, and most of us don't even know that it is in our vernacular. First, I'll give you some examples, but there are probably many, many more. Avoid calling foods good or bad. We don't want to categorize foods that way. Really, we want to encourage that all foods fit into a healthy diet. Now, when we're serving foods, we're not going to have an entire meal of Cheetos, chips, and ice cream. We might do that once in a very long while, but for the most part, we're going to have balanced foods, but encourage that those other foods fit into a healthy diet. Phrases like, I feel fat, 
can really stay with individuals. First of all, feeling fat is not, that's not a feeling. So if there, you want to really identify the feeling that you really are feeling instead and label that as opposed to kind of that blanket statement that can be very confusing for kids. Commenting on someone's body. I just suggest across the board, never comment on someone's body, especially things like, you've lost weight, you look so great. Kids hear these messages and this really leaves an imprint with them. Phrases like, I'm so fat after eating a big meal. Is that something that's true? No. You might feel full and that's an appropriate thing to say. But to label yourself as fat just because you ate a big meal is not true. Things like, I'm having a cheat day. This one really bugs me because this kind of reinstills the fact that, you know, there are good foods and bad foods. And when you're going to cheat, you know, you're doing something rebellious by eating these other foods when really they should be part of your regular meals if they are foods that you enjoy. Saying things like, you're not fat, you're beautiful. Oh, I don't know. I can't even like describe like why this kind of makes me cringe. I guess it's just more of focusing on someone's appearance. And I don't love that. Comments about specific foods, again, like carbs are bad for you, or I don't eat sugar, things like that. It's more of demonizing certain foods and we really want to encourage the message that all foods fit into a healthy diet. If you hear someone else using these phrases around your kids or even yourself, calmly and kindly rephrase what they're saying. So that's the second tip is to watch your language. And number three, make sure that you establish healthy eating habits. Don't skip meals, sit down to eat, don't rush. Make mealtime an enjoyable experience. Make food as a family. Get everyone involved in food preparation and enjoy all foods. So those are my three tips. Get a hold of your relationship with food. Number two is watch your language around food. And number three is make sure to establish healthy eating habits for you and your family. Until next time, take care.